today I'm going to talk about some frequently asked questions about meditation. As Reverend Ginger announced earlier, while listening to this presentation, if you can think of any questions, feel free to post in our live chat. Are you ready? First, what is the purpose or goal of a meditation? When I hear this question, my first response is that the purpose of a meditation is to meditate, is simply to meditate. There is no goal. When we grasp after goals, we can become uneasy and frustrated when our goals are not met. But if you open the chapter about timeless meditation in the principal book of One Buddhism, chapter 7, we are reminded the purpose of meditation is true freedom of mind, freedom of mind. We often feel that the purpose of meditation is to reach a calm and peaceful mind, a calm, clear, and peaceful mind is an entrance to a meditative state that leads us to freedom. Freedom of mind means your mind becomes free from external causes and conditions, such as regrets from the past, worries about the future, and various fleeting emotions such as anger, confusion, and self-doubt. Sensory conditions in our everyday lives constantly distract us. Through meditation, we train our minds not to be easily distracted or swayed. This is the power of mind. In this power of mind, we become free from disturbance, delusions, and wrongdoings. In our true mind and true nature, we are truly free. Meditation is a blessing that frees us. The most delicious taste we can experience is the taste of a meditation. Yum, yum. How can I stop thinking while meditating? Don't think about it. 
When your mind wanders and gets distracted, distract your mind with another task, focusing on the guidance in a guided meditation, or focusing on breathing or a mantra. Some people benefit from counting. You can count from one to ten or ten to one, over and over again. If you lost the number, start over. It's a simple, but it's not sometimes easy to stay counting from one to ten or ten to one. But it's a good exercise to cultivate our focused mind. Next question. What are some tips for sustaining meditation practice on my own? Until you are able to sustain your own meditation practice, please rely on the support of practice community. These days, you can join many groups and guided meditations online from your home. As time goes by, you will slowly develop your own self-reliant and consistent practice. It can be beneficial to establish a special place in your home and a special time for meditation every day. But even if you have already developed your individual practice, do not underestimate the power of Sangha. Ideally, I would recommend practicing with a community on a weekly basis or even more frequently while practicing daily on your own. Some practitioners consult with me on a regular basis about their home meditation. I'm always happy to assist them in developing their own techniques and patterns because no two individuals practice the same. As the saying goes, a teacher can point to the moon, but you have to find your own way. Can I meditate with my eyes closed? Why do instructions tell us to keep our eyes somewhat open? So we don't fall asleep, stay waking up, stay present, don't dwell in the past or future with closed eyes. Look the world straight in the eye. See reality as actually it is. However, your eyes are your eyes. 
So you can do whatever you want with them to invite the best, in, best meditation. For example, if the light is too bright, if your eyes are tired, or if your mind becomes distracted by the objects you see, it may be better to gently close your eyes. Or if you are drowsy, or if your mind speculates or wanders when you close them, you should open your eyes to bring your awareness back to the present moment. Ah, I am here now, not in the past, not in the future. Someone asked this question, what should I do if I still find myself getting sleepy even with my eyes open? If this happens, you can easily switch to standing meditation or walking meditation, or you can simply lie down to allow your body take a good rest. When we look at Buddha statues, most of them depict Buddha's eyes half closed or half open. This is called pange. The softly half closed eyes guide us to the light within. The softly half open eyes indicate awareness of the reality right in front of us. I often find my eyes open 30% or 20% or sometimes 10%. That means I close my eyes about 70% or 80%. Next question. Is posture important in sitting and walking meditation? See, what feels most natural when you, when you sit up and when you walk? when you have a properly aligned seating posture, eventually you will feel comfortable even in longer meditations. A properly aligned body supports properly aligned energy. Everybody has a different body alignment, but Anybody can develop better alignment or posture with a conscious practice. Gently challenge your body, but don't strain it. Before your sitting meditation, take time for Qigong, yoga, and slow, standing bows or floor bowing to relax 
and loosen your body. Then your sitting posture will feel more natural and easy. In meditation, there are three elements we pay attention to. One, proper body posture. Two, focused breathing. Three, letting go of thoughts. For the order of these three elements, if you first fully focus on breathing and letting go of all thoughts, your proper posture will naturally emerge. Over time, I noticed that my body finds its best posture as I release my thoughts over and over again and focus on my breathing. Do you have any tips for responding to physical discomfort while meditating? Gently move and readjust. Be kind and gentle to your body. This book says there are 10 benefits we can get from meditation practice. One of them is the power of patience. Our patience will grow. Sitting in meditation for a while can give us some physical discomfort. But interestingly, if we surpass the moments of discomfort, over time, our bodies adapt. Next question. Is it necessary to find a quiet place for meditation? When we are starting out, it is important to be supported by a quiet place. Even for long-time practitioners, it is helpful to meditate in a quiet place. Then eventually and naturally, we can meditate regardless of the environment we are in, beyond the constraints of time and place. This is called timeless meditation and placeless meditation. A friend also asked, does it matter what time of day or night I meditate? Is it better to be consistent, vary the timing, or do some of both? Traditionally, meditating in early morning and late evening before going to bed is much encouraged. However, it is also helpful if you pause in the middle of the day or for brief moments throughout the day. Having established times in accordance with your daily rhythm is a good practice to develop. 
now we'll get some questions from the live chat. So far we have about seven questions and I guess we have enough time to answer each of them. Starting with Lake Quartrail, could you talk about incorporating other thoughts slash intentions in a meditation session slash practice? For example, thoughts of loving kindness to ourselves or others. So that is a technique using a mantra. It is very challenging to let go of all our thoughts, but replace this many thoughts with one focused mantra, like loving kindness. So these days we use, may all beings be happy and be well. May all beings be happy and be well. Or any phrase or words, you repeat that thought or mantra or intention. And it's a very loving, kind energy you can actually share by generating that loving kindness energy towards others actually helps your bodily energy or mind energy to be calmer and more focused. So the answer is yes. It's a very good practice. Thank you, Lake. Thank you, Kimunim. And next question is from Kevin Varner. Is there ever a situation where meditation practice is not recommended and another mindfulness practice is perhaps more useful? Mm. When we say meditation, um, usually we think about sitting meditation or silent meditation. But in a broad meaning, Meditation can include chanting meditation, walking meditation, and any type of activities can be a mindfulness or slash meditation practice. When you are really in deep distress and it's very hard for you to sit still in silence, I would recommend for you to have a little bit more vigorous form of meditation, like a walking or jogging, you know, exercise, chanting as loud as you can, go to a forest and chant as loud as you can. And that's much more effective rather than trying to calm down, calm down, sitting in silent, sitting posture. Then, you know, it can even disturb your mind. But over the time in general, if you sit down for a long time, that even very upside down, uh, distressed mind can calmer calm down, the wavelength of thoughts can calm down. That's a wonderful question. Thank you, Kevin. Next question from Rebecca Kemuni. How do we meditate in the dentist chair during a long and frightening procedure? Can we? 
And then we got actually Drew's answer here in the chat room. He said, I've been focusing on breathing and scanning for tension from head to toe. It helps me. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yes. And also you can um, invite your heart of gratitude and, and thanks, thanking the dentist or staff who are working for you to make your teeth pretty and healthy. And next question is from Jen Gat. Do you recommend one meditation session per day or breaking it, breaking it up into two or more sessions? Mm. Well, if you are able to have um, like a one hour, a solid one hour, uh, that's wonderful if you can enjoy that long one hour total solid meditation, uh, that's wonderful. But if you find yourself, you enjoy more like a 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, and that is, you know, even working better with your family schedule or your work schedule or daily rhythm, then you can do 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and then once in a while, try to have one hour or even one and a half hour or two hours meditation. And because the taste of 30 minutes or one hour or even longer is different. It's a wonderful journey that you explore uh, your own practice. All right, next question from Kelly Deno. Can anyone reach the state of Samadhi? Samadhi was a question, or just enlightened beings? Well, that's a good question. Um, and I used to ask that question, but I don't ask the question anymore. <laughs> because I am grateful and satisfied with whatever I get from my meditation. Sometimes I feel restful, sometimes I feel calmer, and sometimes nothing. But still, I took a nice break from other activities. Sometimes I feel really, really in deep state of, you know, whatever you can describe as a samadhi or oneness or even kind of my body or my whatever I'm holding I seems to, in a way, dissipate or dissolve. But this is, you know, individual's journey and you know, with our diligent, aspirational mind, keep doing over and over without kind of holding the mirage. You know, oh, I'm going to reach the Samadhi one day without holding that expectation. And every little step by step, we are tasting the beauty of a meditation. We have a question from Lee Gondersmeer. What other ways slash methods have people used to stay in a meditative state? Maybe people can share their ways here. I mean, that means in the chat room. But do you have anything to share? Some Maybe? other ways of meditative state of mind? Yeah. Yes. I hear a lot in musicians. 
their when they play music when they are you know engaged with their musical practice or performance that's part of their deep samadhi so the expression that Kelly asked about samadhi can be used a lot and we use wow you are in deep samadhi uh, with your computer game <laughs> deep samadhi with your art painting deep samadhi with your quilting anything can be deep absorption when we are in deep absorption we are totally in a way freeing our mind from a lot of scattered cluttered thoughts and worries and concerns so and there are of course many ways that we can experience samadhi but uh, lee i hope you find something you really really enjoy and then you can taste samadhi if you feel like you don't taste the samadhi yet through meditation but also uh, keep it up with your meditation practice with us and also at home uh, daily basis even for five or ten minutes thank you for this all wonderful questions and here is my closing quote when it comes to meditation ever alertness within calmness ever calmness with alertness is the way ever alertness is like half opened eyes within calmness half closed eyes ever calmness within ever alertness is the way tao of meditation the founding teacher Sotesan said, the many enlightened teachers have opened myriads of gateways to meditation. But if we were to combine them all into a single phrase, it would be bring an end to deluded thoughts and cultivate your true nature. Bring an end to deluded thoughts and cultivate your true nature. Through practice, the void and calm, numinous awareness appears.